Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. It's Anthony Armstrong, the original 13 in the Burgundy and Gold. And in Atlanta, Georgia, got my man Brian Murphy clocking back in with us. B Murph, what's up, man? How are you doing, sir? That's right. I'm good. Yeah, all things are good. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we talked, so I'm always glad to, to see you and uh, ready to talk some more commanders. It feels like we're just inching closer and closer to the real thing, so I'm getting itchy, ready for some some real football, so it's fun and to talk about it. You, you might want to get a cream or something for that itchiness, <laughs> sir. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. it might be the summer, the heat. Yeah. <laughs> You're rolling in the grass or something like that. I don't know. That's are right. you Are you a lake guy? Um, I like going out on the boat. I don't necessarily need to get in the lake a whole lot. I'll okay. I'll dip in when it gets hot. Um, but going out on the boat's fun. Okay, All right. I'm I'm I've I've I'm not really a lake guy, and then I've also politely, you know, withdrawn my name from the bid of going into any boats. I'm good on boats, man. Okay, I get seasick. I get a little mm. uh, get a little queasy, and. Um, I'd rather not. So, yeah. you know, my, my most, most recent experience on a boat, we were in, we were in Cabo and I picked this this uh, excursion that had everything. We were scuba diving, get a little lunch, get to go on, go see the arches. Well, it was choppy and windy and we just basically popped around in the sea for a few hours. I got sick twice. Uh, it was a horrible experience. So mm. I withdraw my name from getting on any yeah, boat. I'd be out too. So I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's uh that's neither here nor there, folks. Uh, we, we got a good episode for you. Obviously, we've had OTAs been going on up there in Ashburn. A lot of good news. Uh, hearing about some of these rookies and these young players, um, improving some of their stock, if you will, or putting some plays up, making some things happen. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll cover a few other items as well. But we have to hear from our sponsor, the folks over there at Bet Online, BetOnline.ag. Brian Murphy, take it away. Let these folks know where they need to go for all their betting needs. Well, yeah, Bet Online always brings you our show, so we appreciate those guys. And Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports info, stats, news, and scores. Obviously, the NBA Finals going on, uh, Stanley Cup Finals going on, MLBs in full swing, all kinds of things going on that you can check out at Bet Online for the latest matchup reports, uh, odds, and info. All of that good stuff. It's your sports intel headquarters this season and every season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, NHL, MLB, like I mentioned, golf to UFC and boxing. You can find it all there. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite mm -hmm. casino and card games available to play right from your home. So get into the action today. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's believe, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You know, um, a funny story that the episode with Cam Rogers, uh, the, the one of the recent episodes that we had, uh, he filled in for Brian. I was reading that, that bet online read, and there's a spot where it says call to action. I said call to action. Uh, I read yeah. it out. I wasn't supposed to read that that part. A little, maybe 
Ron Burgundy, you read right Whoops. off the teleprompter. Right off of that sucker, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just flowed right through it, and I was like, oh, that wasn't supposed to be <laughs> read aloud. I think you're supposed to put those in italics or something yeah. like that. So I just I said it with emphasis because it was in bold. But Call to action. <laughs> Call to action. Head to bed online, use our code B, leave, B-L-E-A-V. Um, so that really is what the call to action is to do. Mm-hmm. So make sure you head over there, folks. Use that. Uh, jump in there on those codes because that show with Cam, we were talking about some of the futures bets and you know statistical things. And one of the questions that I finished with uh, for with Cam, and I'm going to ask Brian Murphy, do you think that a player like Emmanuel Forbes, he's a guy who had six interceptions, take to, taking those things to the house. He's already had a couple of interceptions uh, in this OTA uh, session, OTA period. Do you think that Emmanuel Forbes has a pick six in the 2023 season? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, his stats from college make you think so. Uh, but, you know, the NFL is a different beast. Um, you know, I'm going to say no. And I'm just I'm going to hope I'm proved wrong. I think it's just so much harder in the NFL. Um, I hope that it happens the very first game against the Cardinals. But I'm going to say it's a little bit tougher and uh, it doesn't happen his rookie year. But I, I won't be surprised if at the end of his career he has a few. You know what, man? Um, I'm upset with you, Brian. How are you I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. How you say no? I feel part you. Of it, I, I understand. I get part it. Part of it is I'm kind of a blitz. So things like I that I say tend to not happen. So I'm trying to like psych myself out and psych the universe out or something there to I make it happen. You. I got you. It's just like the uh, uh, what's the guy, uh, Jim Cramer. He has a, a, a the Jim Cramer index. Every time he says something's good, it ends up going down the drain, <laughs> exactly, and then vice versa. So he's he does actually. If you, I think if you follow Jim Cramer, you'd be up on your investments if you just went against of what what he yeah. says. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. This is not financial advice. This is not a finance podcast. This is about the Commanders. Uh, I think that the young fella gets one to the house. Uh, okay. Thirteen is going to put one in the end zone, and and it could very much happen against a Colt McCoy led. Uh, Cardinals team, you know, I mean, Colt McCoy, a guy who has a you know, not not the strongest arm, you know, to be frank. And and you would think that the young fella could catch onto a route and maybe get something. And I think he's going to house something like a little speed out or something like that. Uh, a la Kendall Fuller, mm-hmm. a la D'Angelo Hall. I think that's what happens, but that's neither here nor there. We're hopeful that that happens this upcoming season. Um, but what? Let me ask you a question on that. On that, um, it sounds like he's a he's a different player with the ball in his hands. Obviously, he's looking for the end zone immediately. Is there any merit? And maybe it's it sounds a little bit easier than than easier said than done. Is there any merit to potentially putting him back there to see if he could return a punt, make a difference? Maybe not be your regular guy, but kind of like Deshaun Jackson. You'd throw him back there every now and then to, to, to provide a spark. Is that asking too much of a rookie? Or, or you know, I don't know if he has any um, prior, you know, experience with that. But it's just like if, if he's got a knack for taking the ball of the house, I want him with the ball in his hands as many times as possible. Well, you know, that is something that that's a good, good thought. You know, I mean, you think about the greats, uh, the guys who get their hands on the football, D'Angelo Hall come, comes up again, uh, De- Deion Sanders, those names come up. And then Emmanuel Forbes is a guy who's done it as well. I just quickly looked it up. Uh, it says he had a knack for a ball that translated over to the DB position. Um, if he can't get his hands on him, he's going to go try and pick it. Uh, he does say that he has the ability uh, as a returner, and then during his sophomore year, he had two punt returns for touchdowns. 
Mm. So it could be a thing. You never know. I'm sure. I'm sure that he's back there getting reps. Um, you know, pre-practice. Anybody who can return kicks and punts, they get out there on the jugs early, and right. you know they film those things. Now, where you thinking it's just oh, you know, I'm just catching punts. They're filming that stuff, so they're they're coaching and they're trying to see what your technique looked like. How do you feel? Um, but you know, we'll talk about a guy who's making some noise in OTAs as well. Uh, Kaz Allen, hell, he might be the punt returner. You know, yeah. so he's in play. But it, I can tell you this. It's not. It's never bad to have a few options back there. I mean, you've seen yeah. times where teams switch to a more "quote unquote" sure-handed uh, returner just just to catch it. That's it. Just get back there, fair catch it, and that's all we need you to do. So I, I don't think he'll be that guy, but I, I'd be interested to see if he gets back there and returns to kick. Yeah, I feel like I remember Santana Moss maybe every now and then. It's like Tyreek Hill, I think. And I think you're right. I think there's some times when they're like, okay, just go catch the ball and, and give the offense a chance to make something happen. But when you kind of want to spark, I, I don't know. I just It was a thought. And I just yeah. see the way he he like his eyes light up as soon as the ball's in his hands on an interception. It's like, yeah. well, why not give him some more opportunities? So that would be interesting to see. I'm curious yeah. to see if he – it sounds like he might have a little bit of experience there, and you never know. Yeah, no, it. I wouldn't. I would bet he gets a, some work in the preseason, um, but depending on what his role looks like on defense, he may not. You know, may not be back there that often. But it's something to consider. It is definitely something to consider. You have to have. There's something different about you know a person who gets the ball to the end zone often. Mm-hmm. Like when you get when you catch it, like it's it's end zone or bust. Like that's it. You're scoring or nothing else. Right. Um, sometimes on defense, those guys are just like, I don't want to lose the ball. Like hurry up and tackle me so I can get to the sideline yeah. and celebrate with my team. So uh, who knows? I, I just hope we hear a lot of Emmanuel Forbes name uh, with his hands on the football and putting it in the end zone week in and week out against all these NFC East opponents and this hellified tough uh, schedule that we have coming up this season for the Washington commanders. Now, Let's talk about some stuff going on in OTAs. What have, what's been happening these past few weeks? Uh, well, I say week, past few days. They're they're working their way through. You know, ten on field sessions. Um, you're seeing a lot of news about Sam Howell. You're seeing some hearing some news about the receivers. Hearing some news about some rookies. Brian, who who have you had your eyes on, or who are you excited to hear some news about so far in this off season uh, OTA session? Well, I think there's some low-hanging fruit there, and you, you mentioned it. You know, Sam Howe, it sounds like he's progressing every day. It sounds like, you know, depending on who you talk to, he might even be ahead of Jacoby Brissett, which I don't think we expected that, just from, you know, looking crisp and that kind of thing. So that's certainly encouraging. But I'm going to I'm gonna take another low-hanging fruit and stick with Emmanuel Forbes and, and really specifically the young defensive backs. It sounds like they're really all over the place, all over the ball – all over the place, literally. It sounds like they're being tried out in different spots. It sounds like yeah. he's been worked out in the slot outside, Kendall Fuller and, and Benjamin St. Juice as well. But then Quan Martin, it sounds like he's making his, a name for himself out there, that he's bouncing around a little bit, learning a couple of different positions. Um, and it's that flexibility and you know uh, position versatility that Ron Rivera and it seems like Jack Del Rio really love. And it's already kind of blossoming with those two guys, your first two picks. So you're encouraged to hear that. I think that's a large reason why they got rid of Cam Dantzler, a guy that was brought in, maybe, you know, needed a change of scenery. Well, he didn't even make it to training camp. And I think that's largely due to the fact 
that some of these uh, young secondary pieces already seem to be getting a feel for things and 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 seem to be ready to make some plays. And that's encouraging uh, for the defense, but it's encouraging for fans to hear as well. It sounds like the game isn't too fast for them. Um, we, we know that Emmanuel Forbes was kind of eating up the rookie mini camps going against guys that probably aren't going to be on many rosters. But to hear him going up against tight ends, to hear him going up against Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin and having some success, I love to hear that. And that's been the, the biggest and brightest spot for me so far in OTAs. I I have enjoyed hearing the positive news behind Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, you, you talk about him being too thin and slight and, and you know smaller guy, uh, but he's played. He played in arguably you know the one of the more the most difficult division uh, in conference in college football in the SEC. Yeah. He's been up against the Alabamas and and the you know Ole Misses and Georgias. He's been up against those guys, so. To, to question his size, it doesn't mean it doesn't make much, you know, to me. He'll he'll get in the league. He'll get you know working with Chad Engelhart, and you saw that A plus rated strength team, and they'll put some size on him. You know, mm-hmm. they'll put some size on him. I mean, he he's a he's a smaller frame guy. I mean, he's not going to get huge, but they'll put a little bit of weight on him over the time, and he'll be perfectly fine. And I can say, um, I've been excited to hear. I I, I I'm going to lean with the Sam Howell um, because. You're coming off of one game and a lot of excitement. And, you know, the first part of the offseason, everybody was like, you got to get a quarterback, got to get a quarterback. Yeah. And then they thought they were, they thought Ron Rivera was crazy to decide to stick with Sam Howell. And I, I'm proud that they've stuck to their guns and he's actually getting out there and performing. Like that's been exciting to read and see some throws and he's making good passes and hearing how Terry McLaurin is you know going on about how Sam Howell's a leader. Um, yeah. And I think that means a lot to hear it from Terry McLaurin especially at this time in the in the off season uh, because if if Terry's behind it then everybody else is going to get behind him. And Absolutely. it can, it can be a very a very scary looking offense um if you get this young guy back there with a little confidence. He feels like he plays with a little swag. You yeah. know, so uh, if he gets if he gets rolling a little bit, you can expect some fireworks up there in, in FedEx Field. Yeah, and I agree with you. I was going to say the same thing once we got talking. Was you know Terry McLaurin? I mean, he says all the right things. I think he's going to give com- compliments to guys, but you don't hear him kind of gush like the way that he did a little bit there, and saying that you know Sam's kind of grabbed the bull by the horns. And I think he's really excited and really happy. And you're right, when Terry McLaurin is happy about something, that it should make the rest of the team and the fan base happy as well. But yeah. the fact that Eric Bieniemy has kind of been heaping a little bit of praise on him, we, we've kind of already seen and heard uh, how loud he is and how he gets on to guys. And I heard he might've pulled Brian Robinson out of a drill for doing something basic or wrong. You know, he's hard on his guys and, and really you think about it, you know, st- he didn't really get to pick the quarterback, right? Like he, he yeah. was kind of given Sam Howell. Like this is, this is Ron Rivera was like, this is what we got. This is what we're going to do here. So he could be very critical if he, if he really wanted to, and he's not. And, and I mean, I think he will be critical of them and it's OTAs and it's supposed to look good. You're throwing against air and that kind of thing. But the fact that he is he has given him some props and some praise is encouraging to me because Eric B doesn't feel like a guy that just does that just to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, he speaks with purpose, and I, I think Coach Rivera said that way. When it, whenever EB speaks, he's saying something that has some value to it. He's not just going to throw words out there 
um, just because he's trying to reach a, you know, a character limit for a, a college essay. Um, I, I'm listening to how he speaks and he's, he's given Sam that praise, but on the field, he's going to give him that hard coaching. Yeah. And that's what you really want as a player. The only thing I've ever asked for from, from coaches was just be straightforward with me. You know, right. like I understand I'll make mistakes. I get it, you know, but you don't have to berate me. Um, if you're going to, and I, and, and I can take, I've been, I've been coached hard from coaches in college, uh, through the league. Uh, I've had people that have very colorful language and it doesn't necessarily bother me as long as it comes with something constructive, right? Don't just yell at me and call me, you know, all these names when you're not going to sit here and turn around and give me a, a coaching point, you know? So, right. uh, it seems like EB has been able to, uh, set the standard, if you will. He's he's in there saying, "Hey, this is the way it's going to be," and I'm going to coach everybody like this. All right. So when you, whenever you see he's coaching your top players like that, um, you can accept it. Whenever you're, you know, on the bottom of the roster. Um, so when he when he's speaking, he he means it. Um, I think he's definitely handling Sam Howell well, allowing him to grow into this offense. I mean, he's learning how to be an NFL quarterback. You know, from a guy who's been working with one of the best in the game. So you, you, you might as well listen. It's good for you to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Well, so uh, we talked a little bit about what's made us most excited from what we're hearing at the OTAs. Again, I think they try to spin everything positively or at least as positive as you can be because they want everybody. I guess you don't want people worrying about your team in May and, and starting all kinds of rumors and headlines and that kind of thing. But from the stuff you've been reading or the stuff you've listened to, what is a who is a player or a position group that you're a little more worried about than uh, than, than most? Um, if if you have any, you know, uh, the easy answer is to say linebacker. Say that you're you know I'm worried about the linebacker position, but I think this is the same concerns that we've had all offseason. Right. Um, you know, they didn't really go and address it heavily, um, but you know, I mentioned I remember there was an episode where I was like, hey, well, Quan Martin has been. Uh, he, he can play multiple positions and he started out yeah. OTAs playing in the slot. And now you're seeing Emmanuel Forbes get some action in the slot. So uh, to me now it's, it's more of if I had to pick a position group to be concerned about, it'd be the defensive coaching staff as to how are you going to maximize all these new uh, you know, tools and pieces that you have to, to work with on the defense. Cause you can get really creative. Yeah. If you're looking at a guy who's used to being close to the line of scrimmage in a Quan Martin, maybe you go to a nickel set uh, as a base set and he can just play closer to the line of scrimmage. He's athletic enough to cover tight ends. He can cover running backs out of the backfield, but he can also come up and make a tackle. Maybe you don't put Emmanuel Forbes in that situation, uh, but if it's a third down, now you put Emmanuel Forbes in there for more coverage uh, and not necessarily to go in there and try to go bang a uh, 230 pounds of Quan Barkley. So right. um, that would be the position I want to see. Just w- what is Jack Del Rio and that staff doing? I know that they're over there, you know, just, just trying to experiment with so many different lineups. Um, you got a lot of playmakers over there. So I want to see how they utilize that and, and make up for the lack of depth at the linebacker position. Yeah, I mean, one one name that I've heard in in a positive regard is Kalik Hudson. It sounds like yeah. you know, similar to Sam Howell, he had a really good week eighteen, and he's hoping to build off that. And it sounds like he has a little bit. And I don't think Jamin Davis has been out there, at least not very much. So there is a chance for some of those guys, you know, Cody Barton being the new guy, and Kalik Hudson, and like you said, Quan Martin, maybe some of those guys to step in and really 
uh, prove themselves, which would be encouraging. I think for me, and it's probably the, the, the group that I was worried about going in is offensive line. I haven't heard anything terrible. And I mean, even without pads on, you're going up against John Allen and Deron Payne. It's going to be tough to hold your own, especially when a lot of these guys are new, um, I, either new to the team, new to their position, or new to you know the the starting lineup. It's tough to go against those guys, but it just it sounds like they're not completely gelling, which is probably to be expected when it's the first time these guys have been playing together. Sure. I think the last episode we said they might have four new guys. And right now with Charles Leno, not, you know, at OTAs, it's five new guys in new positions. So, yeah. um, you know, it's going to take some gelling, but it just feels like every now and then you read a tweet that it's like, you know, they were talking cause they weren't in the right spot and I'm sure it'll come. Um, but you know, it does leave you a little bit worried with a young quarterback. You want to at least be able to keep him upright and right now, it's that's a that's a huge question mark for me. Yeah, I I think that you still have time, and, and I I have to give a little shout out to um, Instagram page. It's WSH on the daily, Washington on the daily, or Washington on the daily. Is essentially, what it stands for. Get a lot of the updates there. Uh, this does a great job of posting um, like a ten. 10 post reel and a lot of uh, yeah. bullet points about what's happened over the day. I uh, get a lot of news from there. So shout out to him for that. Um, he was saying that Andrew Wiley and Sam Cosme are starting to get a little chemistry at that right guard, right yeah. tackle uh, position. So uh, positions, I should say. So, the, you know, on, on the one side of where you're saying they're, maybe they're not gelling. If you look at that left side, Nick Gates is a new center. Um, who who is at left guard right now? Sadiq Charles. Sadiq Charles. There you go. And then Leno's not there. So then you have a, a another body filling in out there as well. So it's you probably, have yeah. I say it's probably like Cornelius Lucas who's, who's bounced back is. and forth. Yeah. There you go. So you've got guys that are you know aren't going to necessarily be there that are they're, they're trying to figure each other out, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think you could say that Sam Cosme and uh, Wiley are essentially written in sharpie. Mm -hmm. over here nick gates is probably written in sharpie so i would say that that right side from the center on to the right should be starting to look a little bit better the guys to the left you know they're trying to get on the same page because they don't know who they're lining up next to and uh, it takes a little bit of work but you know like i said before doing ball now is going to pay off for some teams and and normally this is just working out time so uh, it's great that they get to play ball great that they get to build that chemistry don't worry about it not being there right now week one against arizona that's when it needs to be there because if you bet the futures on bet online you can uh go ahead and get ahead of it and say that washington will get that win um and maybe you bet, take the over i think they're going to take the over on the six and a half wins on the year that's on bet online yeah and another position that i i kind of was questioning it sounds like Maybe they've got something there is the tight end position. We know Armani Rogers went down and that feels like a, a decent sized blow. I mean, he was injured last year, but he touched the ball a couple of times and made some things happen. But it sounds like Logan Thomas, Curtis Hodges, uh, John Bates, a couple of guys, Cole Turner, uh, you know, sounds like he's kind of finally taking a step and kind of hopefully being a playmaker, which they thought they had last year. I'm a little bit more encouraged by that group where it, it, it kind of felt obviously on a lesser note, but it kind of felt like the quarterback position, right? Like, are they going to up, are they going to upgrade here? Are they going to add anybody? Hello, is this thing on? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it felt like they were kind of just missing opportunities to go and get some tight ends, but maybe they, you know, at least so far know what they were talking about and they've got some skyscrapers out there that, that can go catch the football and make some things happen. 
Yeah, when you look at uh, another one of those Washington on the Daily Post, uh, the EB Presser, uh, he mentioned that he likes the tight end room. You know, even though you're down Armani Rogers, he still likes the tight end room. The offense is very tight end friendly. Um, I mean, really, you're looking at it now like this is an opportunity for somebody to to rise to the occasion. I mean, you know, no jokes intended, no puns intended. Yeah. I mean, you got a six six Cole Turner who can rise up. And he made a play. I made some few plays. So it's good to see people taking advantage right now. You know, I, I initially thought that maybe you would see Washington go and try to make a play for a tight end. Uh, they're they're relying on being able to develop some players now. Yeah. Now I bring up that word develop is it's something that you don't really get a chance. You haven't heard that often in no. in Washington. You know, and uh, to actually go in there and, and actually groom guys the way that you want them to be to build that character. I think that's huge. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that tight end room, especially if they have confidence in it. I can sit there and roll, roll right along and be confident with them. Yeah. So what, you know, I, I know it sounds like Eric Bieniemy and everybody else is kind of hungry to get to training camp and get to actually, you know, putting some pads on and that kind of thing. But what, what might be one or two things that are, that you might still be looking for, with OTAs over these next couple of weeks as they finish out th these sessions and um, maybe kind of set up, set themselves up for the summer. Um, and number one, just come out healthy, you know, just, just come out of this thing healthy, make sure that, you know, you, you take care of your body, do all those, do the right things that way you can build on this momentum, build on this momentum. And I think that, you know, the, the other part of it would be able to show up and, and and build on what where you've been right don't take too many steps back right and I, I meant think about a chris rodriguez how early on like day one day two uh coach b enemy was on him for being too slow and now it seems that he's gotten out of that he's learned how to practice he has, his nerves have come down he can pick mm -hmm. up speed and um you know coaches want to see that that progression they want to see you continue to ascend uh, as you get closer to training camp to where like, okay, this guy shows up day one, he's been working, he's been in the playbook, he's been staying in shape, he's been, you know, training to improve his game. So coaches want to see that. They want to see that, and, and I'm excited to see that happen, that transition between now uh, as we get closer to training camp. Yeah, I think kind of similar to what you were saying about um, Cosme and Wiley kind of starting to gel. I hope to see that kind of across the board. You know, when it when it comes to, you know, some of these rookies kind of getting plugged in on the de defensive side of things, I just want to hear them, you know, word of them gelling and kind of having each other's back and kind of getting a feel for playing with different guys. And then similarly, you know, Sam Howell, it'll be nice to hear, you know, he's getting in a rhythm with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and hitting them yeah. before, you know, they, they make their turn and that kind of thing. So I'm excited to just kind of hear how they're, they're gelling and hopefully that starts to ramp up to where they kind of go into training camp not really like new with each other you know what i mean like it's they've gotten past that first day or first yes. week of school and kind of know each other and are familiar with each other yes. and uh kind of know what each other's thinking i'm excited to hear a little bit more of that man i think that that is that is just going to be tantamount to the to where this team can go you know you mm -hmm. think about last year um even when Carson Wentz came in, and even though they said he's the guy, I, I wanted it to be a battle. And then it still kind of was a little bit of a battle, you know, because they were trying to force uh, one side of things. And 
And now, you know, you're, you're walking in saying Sam Howell's the guy pretty much. And yeah. he's going to earn it. And, then, I mean, shoot, earning it right now is to play and control and handle yourself the way that Eric Bieniemy wants you to. Uh, and that way you'll be able to have that starting position. So um, I'm excited for what Sam Howell's going to be able to do. I think he's going to be able to put up some yards um, quick, 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 fast. How many touchdowns do you think Sam Howell has this season? Ah man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right around that 20 mark. I think that right they're. I, I think he's got some good weapons to throw to, but I think they're gonna take some of the pressure off and use you know those running backs as well to where uh, he has 20 th- th- throws 20 has another three or four running the ball has a has a really healthy season, but he's helped out a little bit by Gibson and and Brian Robinson and they they kind of control the flow of games similar to what they did last year. Well, do you know? Who has the record for touchdowns as a rookie? Touchdown passes as a rookie. I feel like it was was it Justin Herbert not too long ago? Well, from what I'm getting getting here, it says that it's good old Baker Mayfield. Oh, 27. Wow, okay. 27 uh touchdown passes. Obviously, Sam Howell's not a rookie by me. Hell, he's played one game, so he's still kind of a rookie. Um, yeah. I, I do think that with the weaponry that's around him. Um, and the way that those guys can put the ball into the end zone once they get it in their hand, I think that he could get closer to that 27. I know it's not going to be a rookie since he's not – he's not going to be a record since yeah. he's not a rookie. Um, I do think that that's a – I think that's a fair number. I, I can see him getting somewhere between 25, 28 touchdowns this upcoming season. As long as he doesn't have like 20 picks, you, you're going to be all right. You know what is uh, a sad note of the day? It was uh, – um... Sonny Jurgensen, I think 56 years ago, uh, that was the last time the the Redskins, the Commanders, the football team have have had a quarterback throw 30 plus touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Almost 60 years ago, um, I would love for Sam Howe to turn that around. I'm gonna update my uh, my uh, stat because I I continued to scroll and and so now it is saying it's Justin Herbert. Something okay. else that was in 2020, so it's 31. Uh, he surpassed uh, Baker Mayfield's twenty-seven. So, uh, y'all can y'all over there hooting and hollering, listening to this. Number one, thank you. Uh, <laughs> number two, we got it correct. Justin Herbert, shout out to him, thirty-one. Now, I, I don't see Sam, you know, necessarily getting to thirty-one. I mean, I, yeah. I I don't see it outside of the realm of the possibility, right? I think that it could obviously happen, yeah. um, but I don't think that him going for that is necessarily going to tie into being a successful season for the team yeah that makes let, let me let me ask you a, t- a touchdown question here uh speaking of those running backs how many combined do you see for uh brian robinson antonio gibson and we'll throw in chris rodriguez i'm not sure that he'll have the chance to score a whole lot but mm-hmm. uh you know if you add in rushing and receiving what would you put mm-hmm. a, a good total at there for for those three Wow, rushing and receiving across those three eyes. Shoot, I, I could say they could get close to 18 to 20, I would think. I think um, so, too. And that, I mean, I, I feel like that seems like it's high. But when you consider, I was considering you're going to get, you know, five to six rushing touchdowns from Robinson. Uh, Rodriguez will probably steal away a couple of those, um, sneak in a couple of, in some short yardage situations. AG will get a few. But then you threw in the passing, and I, and, you know, I think that's where Gibson – has the ability to to rack up a couple more touchdowns, uh, especially if he's getting utilized in 
however many different ways are happening right now. You know, you're hearing about the different ways he's getting the, getting the ball given to yeah. him. Um, so I think that flexibility and including the passing probably puts that trio up to around 20, 20, maybe 21 touchdowns. Yeah, so last year they had a combined eight. It felt like way more than that. I guess not. Yeah. Maybe the more you think about it, there were some low-scoring games, but uh, I think they definitely could go above eight, and I think Eric Bieniemy will be a huge part of that. And like you said, I think Gibson is being used in a bunch of different ways the way he should be, which yeah. is encouraging to hear. So uh, hopefully we'll hear about those guys making some plays in, in OTAs and everybody gelling and hopefully, as as always, that they stay healthy. So let's wrap this one up, and then uh, I know you want to specifically talk about Terry McLaurin. So if you're watching on YouTube, stay with us. Uh, we'll talk about Terry McLaurin. Otherwise, you'll have to listen in and, and download the next episode, the Terry McLaurin episode. But we want to thank uh, Bet Online for bringing you the show. Uh, so we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you, Bet Online. Go use our code BLEAV and be sure to check us out on all these different platforms. Uh, tune in radio, uh, Sirius XM Stadium, all that good stuff. Um, so thank you to those guys and thank you to Bet Online. Uh, for bringing you the show. So let's wrap this one up real quick, uh, AAA, and then we'll we'll switch over and switch gears. Yes, indeed. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us on another episode of the Believe in Commander show. I'm Anthony Armstrong for Brian Murphy. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. If you're on YouTube, hang tight. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.